0: Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. Welcome to the first ever episode, live episode, of Star Trek Discoverage, our Star Trek Discovery recap show, and we have quite a show for you. I'm very excited to have two very special guests on the show. First of all, we have author Dave Galanter. He's specifically the author of the TOS novel Troublesome Minds. Dave, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. And
0: second but not least, equal in fact, we have... Ella Ella Pearson, who is one half of the hosting team of the Generations <laughs> Geek podcast, uh, which is... I don't know a... about
2: equal, but I'm just as excited to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Generations Geek is a podcast on the Chronic Rift Network. It's a family-friendly celebration of geekdom by a father and daughter duo. Hi, Ella. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks, guys, so much for joining me, and uh, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, which, of course, the two-part premiere has premiered on uh, CBS All Access, and that's what we're talking about today. Uh, first, Dave, I had a question for you. Sure. Um, I think it's safe to say that Spock and the TOS crew are big parts of your uh, novel, Troublesome Minds. Um, what's it like to get a chance to add to the stories of these, these uh, storied characters? I mean, is, I feel like it would be intimidating.
1: Uh, probably the first time it was intimidating, but now it's just an honor. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, 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 I love writing for these... Uh, heroes I think I feel that they're heroes and it's in fact one of the things that I uh, could see even in the trailer for Star Trek Discovery is that these people are trying to be heroes Um, and so uh, so yeah it's uh, obviously it's uh, a uh, not just an honor but uh, a thrill
0: yeah, I mean there's so many great Trek novels from every time period and you know the shows don't cover everything so often details both big and small are added to the backstories of characters like Kirk and Spock and so on and they become like beta canon but then their new sh- new shows come out or the shows catch up to stuff and oftentimes things get overwritten by the alpha canon of what's on screen have you ever had something that you came up with that you thought was really cool or inventive that sadly had to get dropped or superseded by alpha canon
1: um, I was actually in the middle of writing a uh, a, um, a Next Generation novel um, and had to rewrite half of it because oh, no. uh, Nemesis was coming out and it was dealing with Romulans, too. Yeah. And I had to drop a whole subplot, which made book two not as good or as interesting. Um, but, you know, I get that. It's tie-in media. Um, I work for them. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, that was that was not although it was it was some wasted work. Um, it's, i I'd, I'd still do it to play in their playground. So it's not that big of a deal. Although I will tell you this, I, I've come to despise the concept of Canon. I have no <laughs> tell problem me with, more. Con- I have no problem with continuity. Sure. I like continuity. Sure. But, um, but Canon, I, I've, I've said this before. I leave all questions of Canon to captain James R. Kirk of the United Earth space probing <laughs> agency. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because Uh, canon
0: is alone. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Although canon, I think, is a big part of discovery, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Ella, um, I had a question for you. Thanks for being so patient. (laughs) You are, uh, like I said before, one half of Generations Geek with your dad, Scott Pearson, who's a Trek novelist um, and a novelist in his own right. And I know that uh, Scott uh, is. In a way, he's sort of uh, working um, on some of the uh, ancillary like uh, materials for the show, and therefore like he's he knows things about the show, but of course he's you know under an NDA, like everybody I seem to know, and so he knows stuff that you can't know. You guys ostensibly share the same circles. How frustrating is that for you?
2: <laughs> it's frustrating. I mean, I understand, but what mostly happens is I yell and he just laughs at me. <laughs> I, so, see. Like, I see. I see. So, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a bad situation. Um, and you don't have any tricks at all um, that you can teach me uh, to get things out of him.
2: No, he doesn't. He doesn't crack. Well, I what, admire.
1: What's funny is we 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 know, of course, the same people. Um, and uh, I've known <laughs> Scott for quite a while. I, I know Dave Mack and uh, Dayton Ward, who have written the first two tie-in novels. Sure. And I know Kirsten Beyer, who's actually a staff writer on the show. That's right. Woo! I refuse to ask them. I just wouldn't, <laughs> just, uh, I wouldn't well, for two reasons. One, they'd have to say no because they signed an agreement to say no, and I wouldn't want them to break an agreement.
0: Clearly. Uh,
1: and I wouldn't want them to feel bad. But also, I just want to see it develop. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. The, the, the best homage to the actors and to the writers and producers and everything is, is to let them show their work as opposed to, uh, you know, me finding out secrets.
2: So I just right. want to see it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel similar. Ella, you too?
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, one of the things that, um, you know, in my capacity as an amateur journalist, you know, I have to keep up on the trailers and know what the episode titles are before the show comes out. And I don't even like doing that. Like, I just tell me there's a show and then 18 months later, just drop it in my lap and I'd be totally happy. <laughs> Well, we do have the show now. Star Trek Discovery has premiered the first two episodes, and I guess I wanted to find out from you guys first of all what did you th- what were your feelings when it was announced that there would be a new show? Like, what did you think about Star Trek returning to TV?
1: You go first, Tom.
2: It's very kind. <laughs> um, I mean, I was excited. I'm I'm almost twenty, um, so I've never watched um a Star Trek series like unfold in front of me like this like I've never had wow. to wait week by week I've always um just been able to like hit play on like a DVD <laughs> or like go on Netflix and just binge whatever I want or watch <laughs> right. whatever I want to watch I've never point. had to wait yeah. yeah
0: that's why I'm really um, interested in your so opinion weird. um because yeah. <laughs> because it's on demand for you um, when you were growing up like what what was the first uh Star Trek series that you really interfaced with
2: um I think that would have been the animated series
1: oh okay cool
2: (laughs) yeah so that first
1: how old were you ella for for that
2: really young four
1: okay i'm (laughs) just getting my six-year-old niece into the animated series
2: oh my gosh it's so good she
1: she loves it
0: what about you uh what about you dave
1: um i'm almost 48 um, <laughs> well, we don't have to give so, our ages. <laughs> so actually, well, i just because she she almost twenty. <laughs> um, and, and actually, I guess the first series I saw unfold on a week-to-week basis was Next Generation, um, sure. and uh, uh, people were saying, "Boy, if this if this uh, 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 pilot episode, this first episode of Discovery is is not great, then it's you know the show is ruined." Okay, the first episode of Encounter at Farpoint or of Next <laughs> Generation Encounter at Farpoint was pretty horrible on many levels, <laughs> um, and uh, and in fact the first season was uh, not great on many levels. Yeah. Um, although it found its legs, I assume Discovery is going to find its legs too. But I think we're off to a fantastic start. I was immediately blown away by one how cinematic it is. Two, the, the acting is top notch and we are actually getting backstory, it would seem, in these first two episodes right. of how the rest of this season is going to go. And if that's not, you know, sort of novelly, I don't know what it, know <laughs> it is
0: because yeah. we're,
1: we're we're learning the what these people are thinking.
0: Right. Exactly. It's funny you mentioned Farpoint because I think I was, you know what? I'm not going to give my age. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was... <laughs> I was probably in between you two somewhere, and I remember seeing Farpoint as a kid, and I don't think that I had maybe the writer's instinct or the uh, seasoning to know that it wasn't good necessarily. But to me, it did at least feel like the original series in a lot of ways. Um, Maybe not the best ways.
1: I Kelly in it.
0: Well, okay, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he definitely was there um, as a connector. But so, yeah, I mean, it had room to grow for sure. And this show does as well. But let's just let's start uh, talking about it. Let's get into it. And I want to warn our audience that, you know, we are in the spoiler sector. So there will definitely be spoilers. Uh, We are going to talk fully about the first two episodes of the show. And I guess the first thing I want to ask you guys is one of the first things we see. What did you think about the theme? Uh, Ella, how did you think the theme compared to other themes on other shows?
2: You were talking about the like the opening. Yeah, the
0: opening and the musical theme. Yeah,
2: I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I heard so many. I, I mean, I, you know, could be making this up, but I f- was really feeling like I was hearing like bits of the Tos theme. I really felt like it called out um, all the you know the good bits from. TOS at least sure. I don't know about any of the other shows I don't remember the other theme songs Oh
0: really interesting okay
2: no I don't think I could like if I watched it or if I heard it, I think I would name it but yeah, I don't well, know just in these little you know hints
0: uh, David, are the themes important to you?
1: Uh, no yes and no. I sure. mean I like it when it's a good theme. My problem if I had a problem with certain enterprise episodes, it wasn't because of the theme song which actually <laughs> I kind of really didn't dislike. I know a lot of people did, but I, I, I kind of I, I liked it. You're speaking, um, I of course, of, of A Trek of Yes, of <laughs> course. A <Faith laughs> of the Heart. I, yes. I don't know who it's by. I'm not good with music. Um, but uh, um, uh, I especially liked the, uh, uh, the visuals that went with Star Trek Enterprise. And I loved the visuals of this, which looked like almost sort of Da Vinci-ish right. artistic yeah. sort of yeah. designs. I thought that was super cool.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that um, I, I think that I can see the logical reason. Uh, logic, we'll get back to that um, <laughs> as, as to why they did it. Because if you were going to, like, for instance, D- Enterprise is about the you know reach of man to discover and go to the stars and discovery. This is like one of, the, except for Enterprise, is like you know the first show in this timeline what what do you put in there what images do you have in there like what backstory we're starting this story right here this is the origin of so many things well they're
1: also restarting the visual look too and that
0: exactly yes exactly so we see
1: those elements all come together right how they're building the visual look, which, by the way, I noticed that the communicator in the this is so geeky uh, the com- <laughs> the communicator in the uh, opening theme is the classic Trek communicator, is to as opposed to the ones that they're using on the show. I thought that I was interesting. That. Right, I, I I notice weird details sometimes like that. <laughs> good eye, good eye for detail. Uh, Well, let's
0: talk about the main character of our series, uh, Commander Michael Burnham, uh, who it's revealed... uh, Well, actually, you know what? Let's back up a little bit. I wanted to ask you guys, in watching some of the promotional material and seeing some of the trailers and hearing about stuff, were you like me? Did you feel like you kind of understood the beats of the first two premiere episodes for the most part? Or did anything really surprise you?
1: Uh, A couple of things surprised me. Sure. Uh, uh, Her line about him trying to save up... Save you. I'm trying to save you all. Something. Whatever the line was.
0: Okay. Okay. I did
1: not realize that that was about her own crew. Uh, Oh, and that surprised me.
0: I see. I see. Uh, Ella, because I was figuring she was trying
1: to explain it to someone else.
0: Okay, I see what you mean. But it was directly, yeah, to who she was trying to save. Ella, what about you?
2: I was definitely surprised by that, and then, um, I just I didn't know what to expect from her character, knowing that. She was a human that somehow grew up on Vulcan, and so hearing her, um, hearing her state what's most important to her, and hearing her say like, "I put your lives ahead of Starfleet's principles," like what's wrong with that? Like I wanted to save you. Hearing her logic there, yeah, um, I was I was surprised, but like I'm into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, also
2: that was essentially the needs of the many
1: outweigh the needs of the one. Yeah. Right. Without actually calling back to the specific line, thank God they didn't. No, no, they um, thought, yeah they
0: found a new way to to, to attack. But that. that's
1: mm-hmm. that's the essential concept. Right. Um, what also surprised me was because I was a, I'm a sucker apparently. Huh. Um, I thought there were really going to be two ships and we would end up seeing um, uh, uh, Captain George again, uh-huh. and uh, apparently not. Yeah, when Unless she' in flashback. Well,
0: yeah. When she shows up as special guest star in the opening credits, I was like, ooh, boy, there, there we go.
1: <laughs> well, see, I thought she would be maybe in, like, four episodes or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, right, right. Uh,
1: which, which, by the way, love the reality of, uh, of, of Burnham having to essentially pay for her crimes. Yeah. Now, it seems to me from uh, – did you guys see the, the coming this, se- this season thing?
2: Only a second of it.
1: Okay. Um, it seems to me that maybe the captain of the Discovery is building sort of like a dirty dozen kind of a team or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I, uh, that... I mean, that's, uh, not exactly, but uh, he needs special people. And yeah. so he's bringing her on. That's
0: something that really surprised me because I feel like after having seen um, the pilot, uh, both parts, um, that I, I feel like I did get all those story points what I didn't really anticipate was how um, how far Michael Brennan would go. You know, we knew... I think I knew, knew that she would accidentally or maybe intentionally cause this conflict, but the fact that she goes as far as she did um, really surprised me. And then also seeing... Well, how does she get to the discovery? And then, like you said in that uh, little preview of things to come, yeah, it does. Suddenly, we switch to another genre, and it's like a Dirty Dozen, you know, type movie where uh, we're we're putting all these sort of rejects together uh, on this ragtag ship, which is another thing that we haven't really seen on Star Trek before.
1: Yes and no. I'm pretty sure that on Voyager, well, boy, uh, Janeway sure. pulled um, Paris from sort of some sort of. Oh yeah. A, it's, a of prison, of, but... it's a ship full of it's
0: a ship full of Paris's. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, see, I don't think all of them are, but I think they're they're bringing some uh, sort of specialized, skilled people, um, I guess, to fight this war. I don't know. It's not clear yet, but it should should be interesting. Yeah. I want to know
0: what you guys think specifically about uh, Michael Burnham and also her uh, depiction by um, Sinequa Martin-Green. I felt that the character—and let me get through all the way through this—I felt the character—I didn't like her at all, but as the— As the whoa, 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 I heard that. As the, uh, as the show goes on, I started to realize I'm not supposed to like her, at least not now. Some of the actions that she takes and things that she does make me say, oh boy, I think they're really digging a hole for this character, which is going to be hard to get her out of. But if this is the story of Discovery, at least this first season, is the story of her redemption and sort of transformation into a hero or at least... You know, redeeming herself into a different figure, I'm all on board. But, like they say on the show, that's going to be a high risk maneuver to sort of pull off from a storytelling perspective. Uh, Dave, do you want to comment on that? Give Ella time to um, breathe.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you're wrong. Um, and you can't really be wrong about your opinion of liking a character or not. Sure. I like her because she is complex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, she is. Determined in a way that breeds conflict, and conflict is drama. Sure. Um, also, I really liked Captain Georgiou, and I, I w- is that how you pronounce it?
0: Georgiou, yeah. I hope so.
1: Okay. Um, and I loved seeing them together. It immediately informed me of the relationship and how the captain runs her ship, and all of this, and. I especially liked her in those moments. Um, And then you sort of see why the captain sort of tugs at her and and is a little sarcastic and jokes with her. Because you see that seven years previously, she was practically a Vulcan in in her mannerisms, you know, growing up a a lot on Vulcan. Um, And that's interesting to me. You know, you uh, you had Spock, who was trying to always be very Vulcan. Um, and then you had Data in The Next Generation who is trying to be very human. And it seems to me that Michael Burnham is trying to be herself okay. in a way that I think is going to be very interesting and very complex. Sure. And if I had to make a guess, um, I think we're seeing the building of a starship captain. Um, and I don't know if they'll get to it in season two or season three. Right. But I think eventually, it's not going to be about Commander Michael Burnham. It's going to be about Captain Michael Burnham. Sure. And Ella, that fascinates me. Ella, what about Sorry.
2: you? Yeah, I I see what you mean about not liking her. I, I love her. Um, her being complex is super great. And I love what Dave said about her trying to be herself and not just trying to be Vulcan or just trying to be human. Um, But I was what I was surprised about or another thing that I was surprised about by her character, um, is how aggressive she was. And I can see why you wouldn't really be drawn to her because she was manipulative. I mean, she <laughs> was like, Oh, I see that I've made a mistake just to, you know, get her captain to relax. And then she immediately like physically assaulted her. <laughs> well, so that she could take over the ship.
0: It's true. Yeah, that's absolutely like, true. <laughs>
2: and I was, I'm taking notes like a crazy person in a notebook. Um, and I was like writing down like, "Who does this? <laughs> Why is this happening?" And then, for her, I mean, even before she went to that length, she was like, "You need to listen to me right now. you cannot do this like she was very assertive yeah. um yeah. and I don't know, I mean, Janeway is assertive, but Janeway's the captain like. Sure. <laughs> She, and she, she, that whole job is to be assertive.
0: Yeah. And Janeway is seasoned as well. I, I don't I'm not saying that, you know, she should be thrown off the ship. I'm just saying, like, at this point, um, you know, I can see she she makes mistakes and it's like, oh, come on, like Picard wouldn't have done that. Riker wouldn't have done that. <laughs> But I agree with both That's of good. you. Well, no, yeah, I agree with both of you that it's complex in that she's being built up to this stuff. Like if you look back um, if from the episode uh, where we see Captain Picard as a young guy, you know Johnny Picard, I wouldn't want to hang out with Johnny Picard. He sounds like a jerk, <laughs> but he he does turn into Captain Picard. And I I think that you guys are right in saying that instead of just hearing about how I was bad before, we're now seeing a character that will start that way and will hopefully build up into, like you said, uh, Dave, you know, Captain.
1: And I'm so impressed that she actually got uh the uh, she paid the price. Yeah. I yeah. mean at the very end of the episode which by the way court martial trial rooms I think they need to be better lit. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say some, the lighting.
0: <laughs> some chairs or yeah. <laughs>
1: the, the lighting was the lighting was very cinematic but kind of silly.
0: Right. Uh and she didn't have any representation either which seems kind of bad.
1: Well they were passing it was, you know the last do you have anything to say
0: sure oh this was the sentence i got it yeah also
1: also she 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 pled guilty <laughs> right yeah well yeah if you, if you plead guilty you're you're pretty much you don't really need a a, a lawyer <laughs> got it the judge advocate general's
0: office <laughs> shoot her into space we got it um <laughs> what did you guys think about the uh the design and the look of the show ella what what'd you think
2: um, I like it. I'm a little, it's pulling me away a little bit from, um, seeing, um, the like original series parts in it because oh,
0: okay.
2: like the holograms
0: yeah, yeah,
2: were really like kind of screwing with me. Cause it was making me feel like this was much farther in the future. Right. Um, when it's, you know, it's 10 years. Prior
0: to TOS? Yeah, I actually really liked that part. I mean, it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't make any sense um, in in terms (laughs) of. I mean, they're
2: gorgeous, but yeah. Yeah, in
0: their technological development, but I liked how practical they were because they're great for communication. And I think we do see those in um, TS9 or Voyager, but Mm. there's the point where the Admiral isn't quite there. Or no, his ship shows up and then he just like holograms onto the bridge. And now he's just commanding her ship, basically. he's just No, like, no,
1: he was commanding his.
0: Right, yeah, right. But he's basically just gets to walk onto her bridge and then kind of start doing that, too.
1: No, but when he was ordering someone, he was ordering the people around him, not her, not her crew.
0: Right. But I'm just saying, like, as he appears to the and entreats the Klingons. Oh, he's I also, see. Okay. Yeah. Whereas usually it's like, oh, we've got the Admiral coming on board. Well, now he's just on board. Uh,
1: Dave, what I, about? I liked all that. Yeah, um, I, I did. I, I actually said this <laughs> today and on, on a, a Facebook post because I was annoyed. There were people who uh, really just they uh, they had released the 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 theme and the opening titles uh-huh. um, earlier online, and I was seeing people hate it and, huh. oh. and say, "I hate this show. I hate the design of everything. I hate the ship. I I hate how it looks." If this is what you're looking for exclusively in a drama, uh, you know, I I don't get you (laughs) because (laughs) I write books where mostly I don't even describe the stuff. Right. Because you already know it. It's tie in media. I don't have to describe what the costumes look like. You know what the costumes look like. Yeah. In your head, you should be able to see whatever costumes you want. It shouldn't affect what you're reading on the page. I don't care how these, I mean, I'd like it to look nice. To me, it looks nice. But it doesn't draw me out of it that it's not, um, you know, uh, painted plywood with a (laughs) mid-century modern sort of uh, look to it. Right. Um, I think it looks excellent. I, by the way, think I've I've seen uh, 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 James Cawley's um, Star Trek set tour of the original uh, sets. Oh, right. They look awesome, too, which, by the way, I did like that there were buttons in this as well yeah, as right. uh, switches <laughs> um, and as well as touchscreens. The yeah. truth is that... If they want to, to show this to a modern audience and bring in people who aren't Star Trek fans, you can't have it look like it's the 1950s version of the future. You have to make it our version of the future. And I promise you, 30 or 40 years from now, somebody's going to watch this show and say they shot – fought 200 years from now would look like that. That right. was <laughs> – 15 years ago we had all that stuff.
0: Right. So,
1: yeah. I, I mean, there's no way to win this battle.
0: I uh, I agree. Um, I think that it looked great. I think that it was a really great because, like you said, you can't really go backwards from in terms of a visual style and a visual medium. But I felt like it was a good sort of synthesis between what we know of Trek on TV and the you know the stylish J.J. Abrams Trek as well. Like there wasn't really any lens flares or anything like that. It had sort of a darker <laughs> sort of look, and I, I think it really fit. I mean, I'm you know I'm comfortable with it.
1: Uh, the only thing I didn't like about J.J. J. Abrams' looks look for his movies was I thought engineering looked silly. But,
0: oh yeah. Uh, other
1: than that, I didn't really have a problem with his uh, bridge, except for constant, uh, you know, laser lens flares and well, things yeah. like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's just it would be annoying to people on the bridge if there were LED lights. I know. You know, <laughs> shining every which way. So I don't get that as an aesthetic.
0: And there's a, there's a plot point in these episodes where everybody's blinded by a a bright light. And I have to, I have to wonder if the uh, production is (laughs) self-aware enough to be, have been doing a thing.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Um, Which by the way, I, I, I liked, uh, I liked all of that. I'll tell you, I thought the, 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 the drama beats in both episodes were really spot on. It was moving. And, I, I was into, I think, the second of the two episodes, and I just paused it so I could see how much time was left, and there was 10 minutes left, and I'm like, baloney? I, we just started this. What are you talking about? I don't want this to be over. I want more episodes right now. Yeah, I would have sat here all night, probably, into the morning, watching the rest of the series <laughs> if it was all available now.
0: Ella, what did you think about the pacing?
2: I thought it was good. I definitely, it definitely went by fast. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised, um, where they cut the first episode, like the ending. Yeah. Um, like I did not expect, like I expected a resolution, um, from that first episode and then to have this big battle over two. Um, I mean, it was good. I think it was good. (laughs) But, um,
1: it was I a was I don't know, I'm
2: surprised. Yeah, yeah, I do. I also I feel like, um, like I said, it went by so fast. I feel like I've seen so little.
0: Yeah, me too. You know I mean,
2: like so much stuff happened, but I need like more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the way well, that it's... it looks
2: like a movie, but it was, you know, 80, 85
1: minutes, something like yeah. that, sure. all told. And, it's and ca- I think the problem is you're saying, boy, that was a short movie. Yeah, we're
0: right, exactly. It's constructed like a movie, but then it comes up a little bit short in that. But something that I noticed when I was watching the the sort of outro or the uh, tease of things to come is that I enjoyed this intense 85 minute, 90 minute sort of movie story. But I was really, and I know this is going to be serial throughout the first season here, but you see them in sort of different environments and you get the hints that, oh, they're going to go to different planets and there's going to be standalone stories probably. And I felt myself really... I know this is the grand experiment to like do a serial Trek thing, but I kind of want that sort of episodic kind of content too. you know, go to this planet, deal with this.
1: Well, I think you can have chapters in a novel, which is essentially how they're describing this that have, you know, different settings um, in all of that. Uh, I will say that it's, I don't know how much of an experiment it is. I guess it's an experiment for Star Trek. Well, for Star Trek, certainly this, this is the way that a lot of shows have been, whether they are, um, you know, uh the Marvel shows on Netflix or or Game of Thrones or any of those sort of uh season long arcs. Um so it's not new. It, it Star Trek is playing a little bit of catch up in a way. Right. Um I think they're off to a great start. I to be honest with you, I like it more than Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. And I like
2: Game of Thrones a lot.
0: <laughs>
2: so. Wow, I'm shook. <laughs>
0: Ella, Game of Thrones versus Star Trek Discovery?
2: I don't... Okay, listen. Game of Thrones is ahead by like a full seven seasons. That's
0: true. Yeah, that's totally true.
2: <laughs> I don't want to do any comparisons.
0: Uh, six years, or actually more than that, uh, from now, and we're in uh, season seven of a serialized Star Trek Discovery.
2: Who wins? <laughs> um, I mean, I think I have to say Star Trek. How can I not <laughs> say Star Trek? You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd ask you guys to speculate, if you could, um, if this is going to uh, go on for a long time and we're going to continue to follow this character uh, or these characters, uh, where do you think the show can go from here? At the very beginning.
1: I I personally think, like I say, that she uh, she's going to eventually get to captain. Although, again, also, how interesting would it be for your main character to never get to captain because she's flawed. That might be very interesting too. Hmm. Um, They've hinted that, um, uh, that captain Lorca is not the warmest and cuddliest guy. Right. um, And, and, and might have some, some issues or a subscription. Um, (laughs) And I, I honestly, after the first, one of the problems for me although I've written next generation in books and I, I I come to really love next generation early on they had some conflict written into the Bible um, that they immediately stopped doing um, Riker had some problems in the Bible with data and huh. literally they wiped that out of existence in the first fifth in, in the first episode in like fifteen seconds <laughs> okay. um, and then they brought uh, the, the doctor who replaced Crusher, blocking on her name, the Pulaski. Uh, Pulaski. Basically, had the same sort of issue for an entire season with Data, but because we already really liked Data, we were not suspicious of him, and we just didn't like the, her because she was suspicious of him. Right. Yeah. So uh, to 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 bring this character on, and maybe he's kind of a jerk for the whole thing, and we can all see that point of view. I'm just excited to see that sort of human conflict and 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 personal interest that it seems like they're going to be playing out. Yeah, I hope so.
0: Ella, what about you? Any characters you're looking forward to?
2: Um, I'm mostly looking forward to Burnham, honestly. um, I'm a little worried just because I'm worried that everyone on the ship um is trying to take away like what she's learned from Sarek and what she's learned from the culture on Vulcan. Mm -hmm. um, The way uh, her captain immediately went for that part of her identity, like attacked her about it and was saying how she's been trying to get her to be more human for years and years, I was kind of like... Why do you need to do that, though? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a little like aggressive. In case um, she
0: accidentally starts a war with the
1: Klingons, that's why. Well,
2: yeah, maybe. <laughs> eh, well, it seemed but... to me that's what Sarek had
1: sort of wanted. Um, uh, uh, it seemed. It seemed to me that, and, and especially in their little, not uh, thousand light year mind meld thing, um, uh, that he sort of indicated maybe that was one of his failings that he was. I'm just going to cross this with Spock now. He was uh, uh, probably overly wanting Spock to push his human side away, and he unfortunately also did that with an actual full human, and maybe that was a mistake.
2: Yeah, Yeah. he said he failed her by not boosting her self-esteem,
1: and I wanted to cry. (laughs) Yeah. Which, by the way, not only is that very Sarek from what we know about Sarek, but damn, isn't that a lot of fathers? Yeah. Oh, man. Thankfully, not my father. But a lot of, <laughs> no. I just want to I didn't want people to think, oh, Dave had a problem with his father. No, um, <laughs> my my father was really he's a very he's still alive. He's a very sweet little man. Um, but, uh, um, but people shrink as they get old. He's 87. Um, the thing is, is that I can see a lot of people wanting to hear that from their father. And he's sort of been her father.
0: Yeah. And it seems like the, her relationship between her father, um, her, both her surrogate father and her surrogate mother are a big part of her. Um, the reason that she makes the accents that, that she does.
1: Doesn't this inform Spock's relationship with his father? It does kind of so.
0: tell you something about Spock. It does.
1: Um, here, You like this actual human better than you like me. Yeah, I and mean, they wouldn't actually say that, but maybe there's <laughs> like a tone there, an undertone.
0: It's possible, yeah. And then on the other side of the conflict, um, we have the people we haven't talked about yet, the Klingons. You've got a character that basically is fatherless and is trying to establish something for himself and uh, establish a direction for his people. What do you guys think of the new Klingons? Ella?
2: Um, I'm confused.
0: <laughs> oh, do tell.
2: So the, um, the ship that they're on... Is like a it's a religion it's a cult it's the empire trying to recover.
0: That's um, these are all good questions uh, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not sure the show has answered just yet, <laughs> um, but the thrust seems to be that he's trying to you know unite these these twenty four houses. Yeah. Um, and I don't you know I'm I'm not really up on my um, post enterprise pre uh t o s you know Klingon um civics but yeah, seems me neither. That, uh, yeah, but it seems that you know the enter- or the uh, empire is sort of scattered and he's trying to unite it under this banner, which he seems to do a pretty good job of at the end of the episode
1: i i would have liked a uh a smooth headed Klingon among the twenty four you know, representatives where they're showing they the, the to be lineup.
0: yeah right, right. <laughs>
1: Um, although maybe this, maybe this informs of something about Klingon politics of the time, where um, the smooth-headed Klingons um, are, are sort of uh, not accepted onto the Klingon High Council and things like that because mm-hmm. they have this virus. Um, I, again, I don't think that uh, the, the discovery is going to break the continuity. In fact, I would assume that it's going to end up being part of it. Um, but yeah, I agree with Ella. I, I'm not sure if it's a religion or a cult or a cult of personality or uh, uh, what exactly it is, other than um, their armor is dead people sarc- sarcophagi. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you say it. Um, so that's, it's, it's all a little weird and sort of mystical, but, um, you know, uh, the Klingons were in the original series – you know, twirly mustache. I'm going to tie someone to the train tracks, sort of bad guys, <laughs> um, without much depth. And certainly, next generation added more depth, and 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 DS9 added more depth as well. Yeah. And uh, it looks like we're getting some real depth too here. So
0: yeah, the depth is what impressed me, and it was clear that they really thought through the designs. The one sort of complaint that I would have is, I was impressed that they spent so much time on the Klingon ship, and they were committed to like showing these characters. I wish that maybe and they they spoke
1: in Klingon. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. subtitles. They didn't go to English.
0: But I wish maybe they just pulled back a little bit on the makeup because it. I think it made it hard. You didn't get a lot of expression and like you know the actors were kind of buried under all the makeup. And if they, yeah, I
2: was noticing that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they, you know, I think it's great that they wanted to put so much drama in their hands. I just wish that I could sort of feel for them a little more because they got these big rubber faces (laughs) on, which look cool.
1: I noticed they couldn't talk around their teeth. Yeah, their teeth were
0: huge. Yeah, I know.
1: Although, when the, it's interestingly enough, when they were speaking English because it was the universal translator doing it for them, right. that problem didn't exist. So I wonder if it's not sort of a, a Klingon accent that we're supposed to hear or something. Oh, I
0: see. That is a great theory.
1: I, I honestly don't know, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that's just that's just what popped into my head as I was watching it. I will say this about uh, about the the Klingon. Uh, garb, I guess it is, yeah. and the holograms I couldn't see very closely. But it seems to me that the the stuff that they're wearing on that one ship that we were on, um, is very ritualized, yeah. And so I don't think it's that we're not going to see the Klingon warrior stuff that we're used to, or yeah. some form of it, um, but uh, but obviously this ship, well, actually they just dis- they destroyed part of the ship. Um, it's obviously very special, quote unquote.
0: Right. This is their Sunday best.
1: Yes. And also, I mean, you look at, look at how anybody in a ritualized sort of religion-y way, I, I mean, nobody dresses like the Pope.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, there was one guy who was like, the. I called him the real fancy Klingon. He had that whole gold thing going on and he looked pretty good.
1: <laughs>
0: um, was that the kumva? Well, Takuvma did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was there was one guy that was like a lot of their costumes had like contrast, and there was one guy that was like had white background and like gold things, and he just looked kind of like um, the David Bowie clown character to me a little bit. <laughs> Still cool By and way, fierce. Did,
1: did anybody think that both Jojo and Takuvma were going to buy it in the first two episodes?
0: Yeah, I know the body count was pretty high in this.
1: I uh, I I did not think that who seems to be your head bad guy and who you think is going to sort of be your head captain good guy right would both be gone. Yeah.
2: Well, and right after they were talking about not making him a martyr.
1: Right.
0: Well, yeah, that's like, good point. <laughs> you guys you guys like the fallibility of Michael Burnham and so here we are. It's like okay, remember, <laughs> don't kill him. Blam. Oh crap. <laughs> But still, it yeah, um that was uh that was surprising. And I guess that's a question that I really want to uh, ask the guests each week. Um Lieutenant Saru is a Kelpian and they are designed to sense the approach of death, so who do you think will be the next person to buy it? Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead, Ella. Ella, what do you think?
2: I have I'm overwhelmed by this question. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't <laughs> think I you know most of the characters of that
0: That's true, yeah.
2: I'll tell you this. I, I he was not
1: designed that way. <laughs> what he basically explained was he said on his planet, you're either predator or prey. Right. And his his particular species is prey. And one of the ways that they've just survived is by able to there's something in their makeup that, you know, sort of uh, allows They have a spidey sense. Almost, it right, seems. Right. Um, and so I was not getting that somebody actually designed them. Well, he was like designed. This, like they were scientists and that's why he's on the ship. Or but something no, like by
0: natural selection, he was quote unquote yes. designed. He was intelligently designed. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we, wrap, as we wrap up, uh, I wanted to know from both of you uh, if you had a favorite moment or a character, uh, something that really stood out for you. Um, Ella, why don't you why don't you tell us?
2: Uh, my favorite moment was any time Burnham had uh, Spock's signature sass.
0: <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah.
1: That. I I I think that's a that's that's a good one. Um, oddly enough, my uh, my favorite part was anytime she did the Vulcan neck pinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that that was mainly because it's something Kirk couldn't do, in one of the original episodes. Um, Kirk said, I really wish you'd teach me that or something like that. And Spock says, I have tried, I Captain. I have
0: tried. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe you got to grow up on Vulcan for that to work. <laughs> I
0: guess so. Um, I think, though, Captain Picard does it once.
1: Uh, yes, I think he... Oh, no, Data does it.
0: Well, Data does it, but I think Captain Picard does it on the Die Hard on a Ship episode. I can't remember the title. But then, of course, you've got the excuse that he does have part of uh, Sarek's Katra, so...
1: Oh, okay. Just like I Burnham. don't that.
0: Technical stuff. I remember yeah,
1: the episode. I don't remember him doing it.
0: Um, my favorite part—it's well, probably not my favorite part, but it's a part I liked. I liked um, Ensign Daft Punk. Didn't really get their name, but like <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's just there's just like a robot face person for some reason.
2: I wrote down robot head.
0: Right. Yeah. The
2: second I saw it.
0: <laughs> it's as far as uh, doing imaginative things from a design perspective. Uh, yeah, more of that. Sure, why not? Go for it.
1: And a- apparently, the the helmet, whatever that is actually has red alert symbols yeah. coming up. Which, <laughs> right. by the way, were the red. it looked to me like the red alert uh, thing, insert animated thing from the Wrath of Khan.
0: Oh, okay. All right. That's a nice little reference. Sure.
1: By the way, nice of them, by the way, a lot of the sounds were totally out of uh, original Star Trek, and I thought that was super cool. Yeah. The bridge sounds and everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the squeaky doors and everything.
1: Um if you had yeah, to the sonar ping and all of that.
0: Right, yeah. If you had to uh, pick something that was uh had room for improvement, uh what do you think it would be? Um uh, Dave.
1: Oh boy, that's a good one. Um I'd like longer episodes. It's not it's not on uh, I understand budget concerns and everything like that, yeah. but this is not on broadcast TV, so I feel it can go over you know the forty-two, forty-three, forty-four minute standard, and they said that some of them will go up to like fifty minutes. Okay. Give me, give me one that's an hour and twelve minutes. Right,
0: yeah, to yeah, run over a little bit,
1: sure. You know, Game of Thrones does it, Doctor Who does <laughs> it. I
2: just, I just, I need more of this.
0: Sure, Ella, what could they fix out of the starting
2: gate? Um, I'm right there with the longer episodes, but to be honest, I wanted more of Burnham escaping her, um, like escaping the brig. Oh, okay. We know what was left of the brig because we get that one. Sh- she like convinces the computer, um, which that ethics stuff with the computer was hilarious. But and she F- finally F- convinces F- Kirk, the computer. By the way,
1: uh, to convince the computer, it's
0: very curt. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> she <laughs> talks the computer um, into it.
2: And she shoots into space, and then ten minutes later, she has the reunion with um her crew. But I wanted to see her like, you know, like getting the wind knocked out of her, hitting the other side of the ship, and like. Sure. It was just something crazy that was over in just like two seconds. Yeah. I
0: think that if I had to compliment the show, I think that it would be that, you know, just like showing the Vulcan neck pinch without anybody really explaining what that was. It trusts its audience. It knows that. Yeah it knows who's watching this. Sure. There's new people, but there's old people. And we've seen a character fly through the air and hit a wall or, or, you know, go through vacuum like that. So it's like, you know, what's mm-hmm. happening here. The real thing that we're seeing in that scene is we're seeing her <laughs> apply her Vulcan logic, you know, to, to solve yeah. this problem and talk to the computer.
1: Well, the truth is one of, one of the things the original star Trek didn't do is over stuff that didn't need to be over explained. And mm-hmm. I'm going to call out Ella's dad here. Cause he's <laughs> copy editing, My last Star Trek book, and he's – I took, by the way, uh, 99% of his notes because he's awesome and he was fun to work with. But there was one where he said, do you want to explain this a little more? And I I, I chatted to him online and I said, no, I don't. I would if it were next iteration, but for the original series, it just doesn't need to be explained that much. Okay. He said, oh, Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well I'm, so I
1: don't want them over explaining.
0: Yeah, and it looks like they're they're taking that uh that idea in the new series here. Well uh, I wanted to thank you guys for joining us, and I wanted to thank the listeners for joining us. I want to remind the listeners that they can tune in next week at 8.30 Central for our coverage of the next episode. And I didn't even say the titles. If, if uh, people don't know, they should. They watch the uh, episodes. But, of course, it was The Vulcan Hello and The Battle of the Binary Stars. And next week we'll be covering Context is for Kings, the third episode of Star Trek Discovery. In the meantime, you can tweet at us at at EISTpod. And when you do, use the hashtag Discoverage Uh, if you want to give us your thoughts about the show, and if you want to ask any questions for us to cover next time on the show. Um, Dave and Ella, I want to thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: It was fun. Uh, And that's it for us. Uh, This is your Captain Caliban signing off and saying live long and prosper.